Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Michael Govier, Phil Goyet, live and uncensored here on a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good to have you aboard. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. Podcast on Twitter. Give me two. The YouTube channel. We got a Discord. We got a Patreon. We have all of these things for you. If you want to know about them, I can drop links in the live chat, which you guys can participate in right now. Or you can go to our Twitter handle, Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. Phil Goyet. Give me two. Live and uncensored from Ireland. It is now. What? Yeah. yeah, just over a week away from opening day. You getting you getting pumped? You getting jazzed? Nine days. Yeah, I'm very very excited. Um, we're in the middle of draft season. I hope everybody's having a great draft time. Our uh, home redraft league, we always draft on opening day eve, so that'll be going on next Wednesday night. It'll be a good time. Um, kind of a strange. I put it out on Twitter to, to fill. I don't know, like five spots or something. Uh, and this guy said, oh, I'm in. I said, okay, great. Uh, and then he he DM'd me the next morning. He goes, oh, by the way, can my friend Carlos get in on this too? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Bring your friend in. He was like, okay, here's his email. It's uh, Carlos Marcano at uh, Gmail. I don't know if you follow oh. Carlos. The, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, great, Carlos. Yeah, that would be sweet to have him in. So uh, so Carlos is in now, which is great. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun to be in the league with him. And, you know, I'm sure I'll be, like I said, I'm happy now. And then in August – uh, when he's 10 points clear at first place, I'll be like, why did I have this asshole in the league? Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, maybe, I just love, maybe it goes, yeah. maybe it goes your way, yeah. Phil. Who's this? Yeah, who knows? I've never won this one. This is year five. Maybe. I haven't won it yet. Maybe um, not. Maybe fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that too. I don't know. Either way, Carlos is a great guy. I love Carlos big time. He was a fantastic writer. He's been verified by the FSWA. As an elite writer, so that's cool to have he him aboard. Really but he good, does know his shit. He's a really good, he's a really good player. Yeah. Knows his math, he's, which always yeah. scares me when you get somebody mathy in there like that. You know, um, <laughs> is that a drop from the Departed? Was that uh, I believe it is. Right? Character? Let's hear that again. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. I think so. Yeah, that is correct. Very good, Phil. You nailed it. I'm the guy who does his fucking job. Who the fuck are you? oh i got a bunch of them yeah there's there's more where that came from the departed is a gift that provides a lot of audio for the show that i added more just recently so you'll be hearing more of that as we continue forth on the plazo podcast uh by the way i have reduced the name on spotify and apple podcast now it's just called 
Palazzo podcast. Instead of the Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast, I just minimized it. You know, Palazzo podcast is what we are called now. So if you look for it on Google or wherever you look for podcasts, it'll just be called Palazzo podcast. That's it. Charlie Flynn's here. What's up, Charlie? Live from Oregon. Having a good time. What's up, buddy? Yeah, we had... uh... We kind of had the bust of uh, auction. Fr- our our dynasty league year three, we do a live auction every year. So Sunday night, got all the horses in line, got to the starting gate, and then fan tracks took a big dump for about two straight hours. We couldn't do it. We two hours? That was terrible. It was not. Sometimes worth- I get like I'm angry when I'm excited. Okay. I would have been angry. Yeah, it was not working, bro. So now we're trying to figure out Charlie's in the league. Yeah, we're trying to nightmare. The worst, the worst nightmare of the site not working is now trying to rearrange 20 people to get in for a second live auction somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie playing. Oh my god, yeah, it probably was Will Smith's fault. Thanks a lot, Will Smith. You ruined the auction draft. By the way, in Vegas, I got back from Vegas. I talked about that on last night's main podcast show with Deary. If you want to check that out, it's on YouTube or it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. I watched a few auctions in progress, Phil. It was really cool to see these auctions live. We're talking, you know, 15 team auctions. You got an auctioneer and these people are yeah. all serious. It's we're talking $1500 entry fees. There was another one that was like a platinum one. It was like even bigger than that. So pretty cool it's pretty cool to see all that stuff in action people who know their shit putting down big piles of cash to do so and the prices are fascinating like ty france went for seven dollars i thought that was a bargain it's all relative to the room and and you know it's like no two drafts are the same but um you got to know what your bid limits are mike gianella does the great bid limits articles on baseball prospectus so you have to have all that stuff locked down before you go into the auction and then Make sure you gotta make sure you don't leave any money on the table. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, so, and I might butcher this anecdote, but I think it's correct. The um, you know how like at the auction your budget's two hundred sixty dollars to fill out your team with. Um, what I had heard is that was the uh, initial rotisserie auction league. That was the cost to join, right? So you were literally like taking your entry fee dollars and putting it towards your player that you wanted if that makes sense for the uh, season. So I think yeah. that's where the 260 comes from for the split. Oh, okay. It's always two, it's usually always two, 260. So that's where that number comes from. Oh, Dude, that is awesome. I love auctions and I need to be in awesome. more of those going forward, but fun. I have to do more prep. I should have been prepping for auctions. Yeah. yeah, it's two different. Well, and then I don't know. It's two different, two different types of stressors. I hate in the um, in a snake draft not being able to take somebody. Like if you have somebody that you love and you think they're going to be there and and they get taken in front of you, it's you get a sniped, bro. Experience, yeah, yeah. It does happen. It's it's a tragedy, but you know it's also a tragedy. We go on a little bit early sometimes, and today we went on a few minutes before five. But Jasper knows, and he just said on the chat here, which you could be a part of the live stream chat, say what you want, drop questions, ask comments, because we're t- today we're talking about AL West prospects, the next big three in the AL West for each team, as much as we can get through today. But Jasper said it's all good because he got notified that we went live, which you should be able to do whenever we go live and a show is on the air. If you're subscribed and you click the notification dingy bell, You'll never have to worry if you're missing a show of the Plaza Podcast. Two L's. Give me two. 
So, Phil, we're talking AL West today, next big three. Yeah. Where would you like to start? What, what team would you like to start with today? Player's choice. <laughs> On the big wheel. Um, Houston <laughs> Astros is going to be our first org to talk about because those were the, mm. were the first ones on my notes list. Um, and Astros are interesting. You know, I actually went on a show with Marty Tallman and Christian Crespo, triple play, to talk Astros. Shout out to Devil! Um, so uh, those guys are really cool. Christian had a ton of knowledge about the system. Um, and I kind of left that conversation. I went into it thinking the Astros have gotten light because they've you know traded off or graduated a lot of guys, uh, obviously, and, and they're in a good competing spot now. Um, but then when you start looking through the system, they have some interesting players kind of all over the place. They're an interesting org. They always have a lot of guys in the upper levels that – can pop up and contribute. Um, so anyway, so the big three, my order of the big three, which uh, might not match everybody else's, but it's more or less close. Uh, number three, I, I have Pedro Leon. Number three, he was a Cuban uh, international, <laughs> Cuban international signing um, that Houston has kind of tried out at short and center field. There's some questions about where his home is going to be. There's some questions whether he's going to hit for enough power. Um, I think on the on the triple play podcast, we talked about how he has a tendency to be a little passive at the plate. So uh, a lot of counts uh, ending in either looking strikeouts or walks for him so far. And it might just be an adjustment thing, getting used to moving stateside. Um, so yeah. I've got Pedro Leon third. I've got the catching prospect, Corey Lee, second. Uh, very athletic catching prospect who looks like he could hit. And um, I think we said kind of consensus was that he's probably going to get some playing time this year. He probably won't be the primary guy. Um, I think if the Astros are competing, they'll lean on Maldonado a lot, especially down the stretch, the veteran catching presence. That's a really good defender. Uh, but Corey Lee's kind of should get a debut this year, may or may not break through that prospect eligibility, um, but could be a very good player for them. I don't know that he'd be an all-star caliber, but he might be you know, an everyday regular or above average regular type of player. Um, and then for me, number one is Jeremy Pena. Uh, he's a guy I've liked mm -hmm. for a few years. If you were playing Dynasty three or four years ago, you had got Pena for nothing. Nobody was rostering him anywhere. Um, he's always been a real good defender, very good with the glove. Um, and I think it says a lot that Houston didn't go out of their way to make sure that they had Correa back or sign one of the other shortstop uh, free agents that were out there this uh, off season, and I think Pena is going to get a lot of the reps at short. Uh, and if nothing else, he can handle them defensively. But I think he can really hit too. I think he, I think people will be surprised at how well he hits. He's a super athlete, um, and could be a fantasy relevant guy. Should be a guy you're thinking about at the back end of redrafts um, for 2022. So those are my big three for Houston. Ooh, the big three have been revealed. Wow. How about that? Let's go then to the next big three. Who could be the future of this AL West dynamo known as the Houston Astros? They just keep on winning. And by the way, who wins the AL West this year? Uh, probably Houston again. Mm. Not going to get on the Seattle bandwagon yet? I mean, you got a hat on. Well, I I think I, I do have the trident on. I love this hat. Um, this is cool. It's a good. It's just a good look for him. Seattle has a great history of hats, really. Um, they really do. You know, I used to love the '80s hats. That was great. The yeah, gold. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they look like a 
<laughs> like a semi-pro team, the first ones they put out there. Um, I would think if I'm going to pick against Houston, I think it's maybe the Angels. Like everybody mm. stays healthy and they just have a great season. I like where your head's so. at. I've been thinking the same thing. I've been saying I think the Angels will actually make the playoffs. I don't know if they win the division, but with the additional playoff spot, I think the Angels are going to sneak in this year. I really do. I would be, um, I don't I don't I don't gamble much, but I would be curious as to what their win total line is at right now. I always like looking at those. Those are fun. Um, I know Oakland's was a little high, so if you get in on that, that's I'm sure that's come down. <laughs> but it was probably too high to begin with. Uh but it, if I remember from looking at it. <laughs> but you know, the Angels are weird because they're either going to be 10 games above 500 or 10 games below 500. They're at 83.5 wins right now. That's the line. I take the over. I take the I think over. I would too. Yeah. Astros are 91.5. Mariners are 83. Mariners have the exact same number as the Angels, which is interesting. The A's are at 70.5, and then the Rangers are at 74.5. I think I'll take the over on that 74.5. Yes. Yeah. That's a tough one, but yeah, I could see that. Better than sure. that, I could see I could see an Oakland under still, and I'm sure that number has come down. I would actually though. Well, maybe that number will be lower because if you if you think that the Houston wins the division and the Mariners and the Angels yeah. are chasing them neck and neck, then that means the Rangers are fourth. So maybe it doesn't go their way. Okay, seventy five ish. Yeah, that's interesting. It'd be it'd be tight. Uh, it's yeah. a numbers game in the end. It just starts being straight mathematics, like Carlos Marcano. Uh, okay, let's, so the next big three for the Houston Astros are who? Number three, I put in Tyler Whitaker. Uh, Tyler, oh, I love him. Their, he was their first pick in the draft this year. They got their punishment draft. I think uh, I took him in the double deuce. Okay, Astros lost their first two picks, so he he was the first guy they took. And though, even though they took him in the third round. They paid him more like a comp round talent. Um, I love if the White Sox win 100 plus, I would love that, Jasper. It'd be fantastic. They need the many some <laughs> Damn! Yeah, that's a big number. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Tyler Whitaker looks like a big time athlete that could really blow up. Uh, went to Bishop Gorman like um, uh, Bryce Harper, same high school as Bryce Harper, same high school as uh, Bryson Stott. Who's now pushing for? I think Third we're talking base. about Stott on the show. He's pushing for full time work out of the gate this year, which is cool. Um, bye bye, Alec Bohm. So, yeah, bye bye, Bohm. Yeah, it's very um, sad. Makes me sad. But look, Tyler Whitaker. Oh. Uh, Whitaker, a big time athlete. He's very raw right now. Um, you know, it's the type of thing where he could be a 60 power, 60 run, 30 hit, or he could be a 50 hit, 60 power. So um, it's, he'll probably be a little ways off, but he's also a guy could, he could really jump this year. If, if he starts putting stuff together, um, should get a taste of full season ball, I would think. So I got Whitaker third. Um, my second guy uh, was the estimated barrels guy that I found on that list and manual and manual Valdez. Uh, so Emmanuel was, uh, he's kind of, a no true defensive home. He could probably play a couple of positions in the infield. Um, but he was hitting the snot out of the ball last year, which is of course something that I love for anybody that follows the show. Um, so, uh, he should be upper level minors guy. 
Um, this year, I don't know if he quite hits the big league club unless they really need him to. Um, but look, he hit he hit 26 home runs last year in 365 at bats. So a guy like that's always going to catch my eye. Um, he also stole some bags. Um, maybe it gives enough defensive versatility that he could fit into a couple spots. So um, if he if he doesn't make it up this year, Emmanuel would be um, a guy I'd like to be in the top three next year. And then my number one dude is a guy I've liked for a while, Colin Barber. Uh, he got hurt Ooh. last year, so we didn't see a ton of him. But he looked good from what we saw, at least from the kind of explosiveness that you want to see from a bat. Um, he's got a very nice left-handed swing and uh, did really well in estimated barrels, did well in estimated ex-woba. So um, he should be just kind of hanging out in a lot of fan- dynasty leagues, I would think. I think I've been able to grab him pretty much everywhere because nobody was really rostering him. Um, and also, so like his surface line doesn't look superb, right? Because um, batting average was only 214. Um, but the on base percentage was 365 and he and he hit for a lot wow. of power in the and a little bit of time that he played. So uh lot to like about Barber. I think he could easily be one of their top three prospects next year. So he's he's my third pick, but he's my number one pick for the next big three for Houston. There it is. The next big three for the Houston Astros. Well done, Phil. Colin Barber. I'm gonna have to look into that name. That's an unknown Check him out. name to me. I'm going Watch to some video and like a guy with think. quality OBP. I love it. Uh, by the way, I'll just go back to this real quick. Cause it was asked you know, how many spring homers does Joe Adele have this spring? I'm sure it's a few and he looks pretty good right now. Are you on the Joe Adele bandwagon this season? Is this the year uh, he can crack 20 homers at least and play every day? I mean, there's a, probably a world where he hits 40 home runs. It could it could definitely happen. He has the skill to do it, um, wow. and I think he's tried to change up his swing some in the last couple of years. And um, from from what I've I think I've seen one spring training home run of his, so I don't want to say anything big. But um, from what I've seen, it seems to be working for him so far. Um, and he might just have to embrace the power more than the contact. Uh, but that might be a worthy trade off for him because the. He's got the real deal power, and I think we've talked about it on the show before. There's times where he looks like the best talent on the field against anybody. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm still a believer. I think this could be the year he goes over 20 home runs. Um, I think – I don't know if he's going to get the playing time to get there or not. I don't know. It's interesting. I think Marsh probably gets more playing time over him because of the glove. Although I I don't think Adele's glove is bad. I just Marsh is is the best defensive outfielder on the team now, you know. So, um, yep. and that might keep him in the lineup later. And then the problem with Odell too, Adele too is uh, if he starts swinging and missing a lot, that's a great way to get yourself back down to AAA or sit on the bench for a while, and then it gets harder to get out of the streak. Um, so it could be could be hit or miss. But there, like I said, I think there is also the chance he hits forty home runs this year too, which you won't get from Brandon yeah. Marsh. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. I mean, that's a good answer to that question, really. The ideal answer. By the way, I want to give a shout out here to Bo Michael. He's really not named Bo. His name is Michael. And I just learned that. And I didn't know it was you, Bo. 
Uh, Bo's been asking me fantasy questions for like a year and a half, DMing me. He's the most active question asker on Twitter, I think, without a doubt when it comes to fantasy baseball. So shout out to you, Michael. Good to have you here, my friend. Long overdue. Anyways, and the Discord is a great place for a guy like you because if you want to ask questions and maybe I'm busy or I can't get back to you and you want to hear from other people who know their shit, there's a lot of people on our Discord who know their stuff. So it's a great place to just throw out your questions, your trade offers, your lineup decisions. It's all there for you. Anything you want, whenever you want it, on the Palazzo Podcast Discord. We're live on the air here talking prospects. The next big three for the AL West, Phil Goyette. He's Phil of Sports on Twitter. P-H-I-L, of course. MJ Govier on Twitter, if you want to follow me. Jasper says four or five so far this spring, I believe. Well, that's fun. It's fun. I mean. It's fun, man. You know, that's Cody fun. Bellinger sucks terribly right now. But I still, I still think he'll have a decent season. I'm not going to just take the spring as gospel. You don't want to get too caught up in that. No, you should take no, no, notice no. of certain things. And if, like I said, if Adele's swing change is working for him, then that's a very good thing to take note of. And it sounds like it is. So, um, yeah, that's true. There is some truth to that. Place. That's something as a tangible thing that you can grab onto. Let's yeah, yeah. try. How about the Angels next? We talked about the Angels. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, so they're big, th- sorry, their current big three. Um, in third place, I've got Jordan Adams. Uh, super athletic outfield prospect with a lot of speed, with a lot a of power. Yeah, Jordan with a Y. Uh, he was actually uh, committed to football to play wide receiver for North Carolina, where I think his mm. dad was a coach, I want to say. I don't know if he was a receiver's coach or something at the school. Um, so he was Mac committed Brown. to play there. And then he he was from North Carolina. I don't know if he's from Cary or he's from near Cary where they do the um, the USA Baseball uh, tryouts, the big carry tournament. And he went there and mm. just blew everybody's mind. And the next thing you knew, he was getting drafted and signed by the Angels. Um, so tons of upside. Hasn't quite put it all together yet, but it, it takes time, I think, to figure that stuff out, especially when you're later. I think we talked about this with Ben on the last show. Guys like uh, Brendan Davis type, uh, where you just need to show some patience with them. I still think he's a top three prospect in the Angel system. And there's a lot of ways he could impact the game. So Jordan Adams, mm. three. Uh, Sam Bachman, number two, Bachman, uh, Turner, Overdrive, Sam Bachman, uh, Miami <laughs> of Ohio pitcher. Um, I think he still strikes me a bit uh, reliever-ish, so there's, I guess, suppose there's that chance he winds up in the bullpen, but if the if the Angels can get a starter out of him, then he's going to be, could be a superstar. He has that kind of uh, upside, so Bachman is hmm. my number two. And then my number one, I think there's no doubt with the Angels that Reed Detmers is their top prospect for the next little bit of time until he's graduated. He jumped up in the main events when I was in Vegas. He was going a lot higher than ADP this past weekend. So if you believe yeah, what the Sharps say. A, I think it's worth a, a stab for sure. I can see where that comes from. So Chance Jasper just jumped on the Discord. Woohoo! Yippee! And he likes Bellinger for the comeback. Well, you're not alone. There's guys. Vlad Sedler is all about it. Vlad is a very good player, knowledgeable. Also, so Rob Silver draft him, I believe. Okay. And this other guy, uh, a very big legend in the NFBC community, Casey Cha. You ever heard of this guy, Phil? Casey Cha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was there. He was there Hall at the draft. Favor, he right? didn't. Yeah, he didn't say a word. Uh, he's a very quiet dude. But I saw him draft twice: a main event and then a platinum, which is a 
$15,000 entry fee. <laughs> so I watched that draft. I really watched that draft for a bit before I had to fly out. Yeah. And yeah, he took Bellinger in both drafts. He's taking Bellinger everywhere. Casey Cha is a Hall of Fame NFBC player, and he is all about Bellinger. So if you're looking for some validation, that's pretty big. He's definitely worth, like, that's the big upside. So if you're going to take the risk like that, I'm cool with it. I don't know. I saw a quote from Dave Roberts today that he's a- <laughs> he's asking Bellinger to be a better hitter. So um, I don't know. I don't know. if I think it's a lot of it's mental. He's doing a lot of changing his swing a lot. Um, but then he got hurt. So you, then you don't know how much of that. It was a shoulder injury, you know. So I don't know. It's. He also killed me last year in the league, so I'm. Yeah, he killed me too. So. It hurts, but but you gotta be able to get off. You gotta be able to get over that, though. You gotta put the past in the past. You do. Yeah, yeah. Don't get caught up in your emotional ties. Uh, Who are the next big three for the Angels? Here we covered the main three currently. Who are the next big three for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California? (laughs) The next big three uh, for number three, I like Jeremiah Jackson. Uh, I liked him when the Angels drafted him. Uh, he's a prep bat out of Mississippi that wasn't – I don't think he was super well-known um, when the Angels picked him. But um, I think he's a really smart ball player. Um, it looks like he takes the game really seriously and that he was focused hard on trying to improve. Um, he still strikes out, right, a little bit too much. But he also has a lot of power at the same time. And I think if he could maybe get a, maybe get out of his head a little bit at the plate, right, and um, kind of let his swing come a little more naturally to him, I think the power is there, mm-hmm. you know, if he's just focusing on that um, and letting his athleticism show a little bit as opposed to overthinking stuff. So um, he excites me there. I think he's a shortstop. I think he can play shortstop long term. Um, he could be a long-term shortstop answer for the Angels. So watch out for him this year. If he starts putting that together, striking out at like a 25% strikeout rate, he's going to have a really good line. So Jeremiah Jackson's my number three. Uh, my number two is this kid they took called Kai Bush. So uh, yeah. he's, a left, he's a left-handed, hulking left-handed pitching prospect um, that kind of bounced around a lot in college. I think he pitched for like three different schools in college. Uh, but he's like 6'6", 240. And uh, he seemed like a lefty, I don't want to say junk baller, but more like a um, cerebral lefty than a stuff lefty. Uh, but then um, post-draft, the velocity's ticked up, and I've seen reports as high as 96 in some outlets. So uh, if he can throw that hard this year, he's going to jump up the rankings, I would think. So watch for Kai Bush. Um, he was a second-round pick last year. So yes. Pretty yep. high. Yep, and Angels obviously saw something they liked in him uh, or saw something mechanically they thought they could unlock the velocity with. So, um, mm-hmm. And then my number one is the guy I'd be taking a stab on in this system in a lot of leagues, although he's probably owned in a lot for the same purpose. I don't think he's like an unknown, but Alexander Ramirez, uh, who was an international signing in 2018, um, made a, got a million bucks to sign even though he was just turned 16. And he made a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, he got a one million dollar signing bonus. Yep. Um, he's got. You don't know what that's from? Really? That doesn't ring a bell. Oh no! You lost me. 
he made a million dollars. That's from Office Space. That guy who's trying to make the jump to conclusions mat game. <laughs> I haven't watched that Sorry. one in a long time. I haven't watched Still that funny. one since it was on uh, Comedy Central once a week uh, growing up in <laughs> high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a while ago. Same 10 movies. Um, so, yeah, Alexander Ramirez, I think the he might be taken already. If he's not taken, he's, he's a very good player to take a stab on. Different Alexander Ramirez. This is the Angels Alexander Ramirez. Um, ah, okay. The, he was their international signing. He's got a ton of power. Uh, Post high exit velocities. Shows well on my estimated barrels. Um, so he'd be a guy I'd watch. Same kind of thing. If he can get the strikeout rate under control, bring it down 5 to 10%, um, he's going to do a ton of damage offensively because he can already hit the ball really hard and he's still young. So he's my number one Only guy 19. to take a look this year. Yep. Okay. So those are my, wow. those are my next big three for the Angels. Woohoo! Yay! Woo-hoo! Go, Angels, go! What do they say at the park? I've never been to an Angels game, so I don't know. Uh, Michael wants to know, thoughts on some young arms in spring training? Real quickly, Green, Core, and Keller. I assume that's Hunter Green, Mackenzie Gore, and Mitch, not Brad. I would assume. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch ain't no bitch, Keller. Um, That's so right. I I saw today Hunter Green is still in the running for a rotation spot. Green and Lodolo I don't believe both it. are saying in Cincy. I think Lodolo um, gets it, to, but I don't know if they're trying to keep the kids happy or what. Yeah, or maybe they. I don't think either of them are getting a ton of innings this year, right? So I don't know why they would put a lot of innings on either of those guys' arms this year. They probably both are about a hundred to hundred twenty-five. Okay. Cincinnati's not going to be playing for anything, I don't think. So, um, oh, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be burning those arms if they find themselves in the in the playoff race, maybe potentially. But, um, okay. but green, uh, green, there's nothing really not to like other than whether his arm can hold up. So, uh, Matthew says some- Lodolo isn't on the forty man, and Green oh. is on the forty man. So that's an interesting point. Thank you, Matthew uh, Z. Always there. <laughs> There you go. That's smart. Thank you, Matthew Z. Always there when we need you. Uh, what about Mackenzie Gore? Green is if, if the arm holds up, but the stuff is just fantastic. Yeah, Mac. Uh, return of the Mac Gore. Um, McKen- I can't say this anecdote again. Wait, isn't Mackenzie a girl's name? Anyway, so uh, Mackenzie Gore uh, looks yeah, like he's. <laughs> I used to date a girl. Mackenzie <laughs> Phillips. Once upon a time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Gore, the it looks like the command is a lot better this spring. Stuff's good. Uh, 96, 97. The breakers always, he's always had a feel for spin. Um, I still don't know about the delivery. I think that there's just maybe too much that a lot of people see the delivery and like it. I think maybe there's too much going on. And if he gets a little wonky, he's going to be way off. So, um, mm. but look. San Diego hasn't popped them yet in the bigs. They had some opportunities to do it. So they're definitely waiting until the time is right and they feel like it's a good time. And maybe it's right now because he's in a good spot, good headspace. Um, and then Mitch Keller's touching 100. So I don't know what to make out of this guy. Um, you know, the fa- his fastball's always been hard, um, and he's always had a pretty good uh, curve. Um, but the fastball... Terrible command. Well, and once he got to the higher levels, it really got tattooed. I don't know if it's something... 
in the delivery where it's just too easy to pick up or it's too flat um, or it um, sometimes it can have a little tail coming back in where it's catching too much of the plate um, mm-hmm. something, but he, I mean, the fastball got brutalized by triple a pitchers once upon a time. So, um, mm. but if that's changed and, and he's, he's able to backspin it better or something, uh, or just throwing it 100 gets there. Um, then he's a guy, he's a guy, probably a lot of people were drafting. I would think redraft. I just caught him in, in dynasty. So hopefully that wasn't a huge mistake. You only get to keep 50. He was drafted in the main event. Cut. Yeah. Yep. Mitch Keller definitely drafted. He was rising up charts. He's throwing 100. Everybody sees the videos. His hype train is a rolling. Yeah. And Michael also says, does Gore make the rotation? I say no, he does not. Nick Martinez is penciled in right now as number five. I've seen Nick Martinez drafted at the main events, although people did draft Gore too. So it could go either way. If Gore impresses here towards the very end, he's going to really need to push it and right now and making it happen. So if he doesn't, then it's back to the minors. Yeah, I can't think of their whole rotation. You got um, Musgrove, you got Darvish, yeah, Darvish, Musgrove, Clevenger's back, and Clevenger. Those four are locked in. Yeah. What about Paddock? There's only one. Paddock would be your fifth. And then yeah, and then Paddock exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I don't see why Gore would jump over Paddock as a fifth, especially in like a fifth starter role. Paddock might do really well if you only need him for five innings or something. He's better maybe in that situation. So. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. No. Oh, hey, Luke. Luke's here. Luke's like my best friend. He's known me like no twenty five years. Hey, Luke. He, hey, Luke. Did he already have TJ? Luke. I don't know. I don't know uh, if did or not. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't think he has. I think he's just been terrible. Pretty sure of that. I feel confident in that. So. Well, he was extremely Anyways. good. He had an extremely good season and then an extremely rough one. So. That's true. That's true. But I don't believe he had TJ. Uh, 100 miles per hour is a first-class ticket to the orthopedic surgeon. Maybe you're talking about Mitch Keller here. Mitch Keller may have had TJ. I'm not sure of that. I'll have to double-check on that. I'm not sure of that one either. But I don't feel like he did. But, yes, 100 miles per hour. Yeah. (laughs) Look at Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom has reduced his velocity to start this year. He's only throwing 98. And he's saying he's doing that intentionally right now. So, uh, Yeah. Remember Tanaka pitched for the Yankees with the partially torn UCL for like five or six years. So, and he was yeah, he never got the surgery. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, God, we're way over. The show's over. We'll have to finish the rest of the ALS next time. It's the Palazzo Prospects Power Half Hour, not hour. But we got great engagement from you guys. We love having you here. Thanks for all the commentary and thank you for correcting us and fixing things when we need to have that. Don't forget the Discord, the Patreon are available to you. You can find all that by going to Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Follow Phil on Twitter, Phil of Sports. Ask more questions. There are going to be more yeah. people sent down. We'll have Miner starting soon. Who's going to make the team? Uh, real quickly right now, on this day before we leave, Green and Torkelson, both on the opening day roster, yes or no? Go Tigers. No. No. Maybe. No. Maybe. Nope. I don't know that Torque will even be. Maybe. I don't know. Why not? I, I've said down? the exact same thing. Why not get to the yep. other extra year? They didn't do really anything in the CBA to address it completely, right? Um, that is exactly take, my point. Take a, it's still the same you shit. Take a risk of him being in the top of the rookie of the year voting in order to get an extra pick or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I, don't, I just. 
keep them down until April. What is the deadline going to be? I guess it won't be April 15th, but May 1st or something. Yeah, it'll be extended a little bit farther. That. Yeah. <laughs> Jasper. Jasper says, change it to an hour. Yes, I know, Jasper. Well, the whole point is for it to be brief and quick. You know, we don't want to commit power, too much. It, but, loses, you know? it loses the power. The power is in the an half hour. hour. The power is yes. in the half hour. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, we want to keep you wanting more, guys. That's the whole thing, right? <laughs> hey, that's right. String them along like addicts. Uh, okay. Torque Green will be in the minors. That's my opinion. Phil yeah. seems to basically agree with both. me. Other people on Twitter were saying, down. Phil, other people on Twitter said that they're going to be on the roster because they face the White Sox to start the season. I'm like, so what? They're going to play the White Sox 21 times. Uh, I just don't buy that as the reason. Oh, yeah, those, um, that great uh, early April weather in Detroit. I'm sure they want them there. Entertaining <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Wow, we're getting really complimented here. You guys are blowing... Uh, Smoke yes. up our asses. Believe in yourselves. This is like <laughs> starting to get deep. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. For Phil, I'm Michael Govier. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.